Well, what's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, so I figured I'd get this episode out as early as I can. Welcome to Into the Aaronverse, where tonight, a little later on, I will have a new segment that will eventually become a new show within Aaronverse called Sports Perspective. I mean, the AC Perspective. It's where I give you my perspective on the biggest stories in the sports world. But first up, I know how a lot of you people have been planning for your Disney trip, but here's where things get really weird. April the 9th. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida deemed the WWE an essential business. Also on that same day, the wife of WWE CEO Vince McMahon, Linda McMahon, and her super pack dumped close to twenty million dollars into the local economy of Florida. I will I will delve into that in the perspective. But All on the show. A lot of you people are wondering, you know, why you hadn't seen a lot coming out of Hollywood as far as movies go. Well, it's because the theaters are shut down. And a lot of movies, like Jungle Cruise, they are having to shift their um, release date. Captain Marvel 2, same story. But here's where fans can have hope. Creator and director of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad reboot, James Gunn, said that his movies will stay on their 
expected release date. One movie that a lot of fans are looking forward to see is Black Adam. Because per The Rock's Instagram page, they said that they would be shooting for this summer, hopefully to still make their date. In December of, I believe, next year. Or it might be the year after. But anyway, I will keep you informed. Not that much out of the out of the Batman, except for the fact that the Batmobile is basically a souped-up Dodge Charger. A black Dodge Charger. But rest assured, this movie will star Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Peter, Peter Sarsgaard as Gordon's predecessor, Gil Bellows. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Paul Dano as the Riddler. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Robert Pattinson, of course, is Batman. And Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth. But, but I'll tell you this. Judging from the fan scan of what Andy Serkis could look like as Alfred, facial-wise, the mustache, an exact recreation of the comic book counterpart. As I had heard right when the right when the um, pandemic broke, that is COVID nineteen. They were shooting a series of scenes in London. Could that be the backdrop for Wayne Manor? Who knows? But I will keep you informed as to the possibility of the Joker making an appearance in the Batman as well. Played by Johnny Depp. In Marvel news, now that I mention James Gunn, another veteran Marvel director is coming back for a movie 
known as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which will introduce fans to Clea, who in the comic books plays, uh, I mean, is uh, Stephen Strange's love interest. And the movie will star Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Wong, and Elizabeth Olsen. Speaking of Elizabeth Olsen, her series that is set to debut, I believe, this year. I believe this year. Called WandaVision will indeed tie into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. However, when I mentioned Doctor Strange, it is said that the last episode will feature a cameo of Benedict Cumberbatch himself as Doctor Strange. Stay tuned to Disney Plus for more. Also, on the Marvel TV front, um, May 27th or April 27th, I, I cannot remember. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will be back for one final season. And courtesy of E.W., a familiar character from Agent Carter. I forget how to answer. Uh, pronounce the actor's name. But check him out. But he, I, I apologize. He did play, I believe, Agent Souza on Marvel's Agent Park. And he will appear in, I believe, one episode of the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Which will star Chloe Bennett, Clark Gregg, Henry Mack, uh, Henry Ian Cusack, I believe, and more. And as a fan of Marvel's Agents of Shield. I enjoy watching the show immensely and will not be saddened when it goes off air because I know with Disney Plus now, 
Marvel's going to put out even more creative stuff. Such as Marvel's What If, which will feature Peggy Carter herself, Haley Atwell, Jeff Goldblum, Robert Downey Jr., and a little bit uh, and a little bit later in the show, I will give you an, something interesting as to how he and Susan are moving on from Marvel. Not technically, because there are several resources, I mean several sources, saying that Robert Downey Jr. could return. I am in the process of verifying those sources. But as I was saying, Marvel's What If will feature all your favorite characters from the MCU, such as Josh Brolin, Haley Atwell, Sebastian Stan. Anthony Mackie, and more. Now, speaking of those two, you can catch them along with Daniel Brawl, Emily Van Ness, and more in The Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is halting production due to the COVID outbreak. I will have more as they get ready to come back to work. In other news, Morbius, which, which stars Jared Leto, is rumored to be set in the, Ra- the Raimi universe. What that means is in the trailer you saw a picture of Spider-Man. Now, that I mentioned Spider-Man, now that I mentioned Spider-Man, Tom Holland, who has done such a beautiful job, of playing Spider-Man in Homecoming and Far From Home, as I said in a previous episode, will have a third film that is tentatively titled Home Run. And that is rumored to feature Matt Murdock, who was played so very well by Char- by Charlie Cox in Netflix's Daredevil. Now, I had to wet my whistle. My whistle there. Anyway. Since that movie is rumored to feature 
Daredevil, Vincent D'Onofrio's Wilson Fisk could not be far behind. Now, that bit of information came courtesy of we got this covered. Nothing is confirmed, but one piece of interesting juiciness, as it were, comes as the villain or main antagonist of Spider-Man 3 is revealed to be Sergei Kravenov, a.k.a. Craven the Hunter. Now, one possibility to play Kravenov is Jason Momoa. Now, nothing is of certain as far as other possibilities. They include the likes of Scottish star and action star Gerard Butler, Mandalorian star Pedro Pascal, and Joe Manganiello. Now, if you don't recognize Joe Manganiello, is that he played Flash Thompson in the Toby Mag- the first Toby Maguire Spider-Man. And per an interview, he has expressed interest in playing Sergei Kravenov for the Spider-Man film. Only way to find out who gets that part is for yours truly to be on the case. And that's what I'll continue to do. In other news, one second here. In uh, in other news, rumor has it. That um yes, rumor has it that uh, Captain Marvel two will be um dealing with the Phoenix type a Phoenix type power. What that entails, I'm still trying to figure that I'm still trying to figure that out. 
but I do have the plot line for the possible Black Panther 2. Is that the Black Panther 2 will again feature Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, but he eventually will find a romance with Storm of the X-Men. Now, who will play Storm is beyond me, but I will again keep you guys informed as the release of Black Panther 2. Now, speaking of Black Panther, rumor has it is that Shuri will indeed take over the mantle as Chadwick Boseman will become King of Wakanda. But in Ant-Man news, yes, I said Ant-Man, Paul Rudd will indeed be back along with Evangeline Lilly as Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne for a film titled Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. Stature. What that will deal with is a grown-up Cassie Lang going off to become an Avenger and and earn the moniker Stature. What else will that entail? No one knows. But stay tuned as I find out more. Coming up, I will delve into a two-part uh, which is dealing with the COVID pandemic. Part three will continue that in the AC perspective. This is into the Aaron verse. Well, welcome back. As most of you have realized, over the past episode or so, I have begun to gradually throw in sports, such as, even though there is none due to the pandemic, I will delve into an investigative story that has been followed in what was found out has appeared on my personal Uh, Facebook page. This is the investigate. This is what I call AC's investigative perspective. First up, COVID nineteen. Yes, yes. Everybody is dealing with this social distancing. 
and all that. But here's where something gets, I mean, here's where it gets interesting. Yes, it has fried the economy. And I applaud President Trump for laying out a plan to open it, to restart the economy. But here's where I got the investigative urge. For all you NFL plans, uh, fans who are making plans to go watch your favorite team, i.e. the Seahawks, Texans, Broncos, what have you. Your NFL stadium was recently turned into a mobile FEMA site for COVID patients. Your governors have, your governors and mayors have invested Buku bucks in turning your stadium into a test site. First victim was NRG in Houston. According to an interview, that Sylvester Turner gave. He has invested millions of dollars in turning NRG into a test site. But per a re, but per one of my Facebook friends, he is. Well, he has found out what that money is going to. This is courtesy of a newspaper article. Per this article, um, Per this article, Mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner, has, quote-unquote, invested millions of dollars into a test site at NRG, like I said before. But here's where this gets crazy. Rumor has it is that he did, in fact, invest in a freshly paved sidewalk worth $200 million. And that is where your tax dollars are going.
Alrighty, you guys, part two. Now, those of you that realize what I said before, two very well popular, or very much popular, NFL stadiums recently turned into a test site for COVID-19. But what you need to realize is that your money is not going to what they say it's going to. Your money is actually going to renovations such as, like I said, one of Houston. Here's where things strike me as odd. In Seattle, home of the, home of the season, there's an Recently was turned into a mobile test site, which is supposed to house multiple of COVID patients from Seattle's hospital. In a span of one week, two days, yes, one week, two days, nine days, it did not see a single solitary person at all. Now, you're asking yourself, why? What, what happened? No one knows because, because people are, are told to think, oh, we're building these stadiums for these test sites for for overhaul. And no, not a single soul was seen in Seattle. But however, in Houston, these investors were actually donors to Sylvester Turner's campaign. And courtesy of the footage that was shown around NRG, that money went into a freshly repaved sidewalk. Newly plastered everything. Remember in the next election who you vote for because all these power-hungry elected officials will do. They will tell you, oh, we're, ra we're raising this much for... Um, A pandemic. I mean, courtesy of an article on Infowars.com, 
Bill Gates, conglomerate and founder of Microsoft, recently touted that he has the technology for a mass vaccine. Do not buy into it. Because he tried that vaccine with kids of the country India who had contracted polio. And his vaccine was a failure. How it was a failure? It was a failure to the fact that those kids who were test subjects died, not from polio, but from the vaccine. And that led to the fact that Bill Gates and his entire team who developed said vaccine was kicked out of India. And now his foundation wants to develop a unique vaccine. What, and I hear you're asking me, what's so unique about it? Well, this vaccine has a GPS marker that will be embedded in our skin so that people can find us at a moment's notice. Now, I, I know what you're saying. You don't need to be reporting that. Well, I am here because I love doing this, and I'm not trying to turn this into a political episode. I, I'm not at all. I am, however, wanting to tell you that we have been duped. As a nation, these experts who are a part of the Corona Task Force, two of them actually, Dr. Burks, last name spelled B-I-R-X, and Anthony Fauci. One was a holdover from the Obama administration, and the other was a Hillary Clinton supporter. Now, for those of you who check these CDC updates, And briefings. One of them got me 
irked so bad that come November, even though it he says, oh, it's not safe to vote, I guarantee you, come November, I will, along with any other patriot within the sound of my voice, show up to a polling center to help reelect Donald Trump. Why? Because Donald Trump is the only person who saw through the corruption that eight years Obama has divided this country and yet you have a woman who is despicable named Hillary Clinton who did nothing to send back up to Benghazi. And that caused the death of Ambassador Chris Stevens and his detail which included two Navy SEALs call signs Ron and Bub the families of these SEALs even though yes will not, even though, yes, the event has passed, but truly, these SEALs will never get to see their daughter, their family, their friends, their loved ones. They will never, ever have closure. Why? Because a year later, after that tragic event in Benghazi, Libya, you see Hillary Clinton testify for the Senate asking what different what difference does it make? And this was in front of the widows of Tyrone Suggs and Glenn Doherty. But let me tell you what difference it makes. It makes a lot of difference that these SEALs, their families, will never have closure because this woman who lost in two consecutive presidential runs said, and apparently was up for a third bid. Will not win. And I know she will be listening to this because I will post this episode on my social media for you all to enjoy. She posted a memoir that says what happened. 
that's titled What Happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened, Miss Clinton. What happened? You did nothing, nothing to send back up to the soldiers that were protecting the consulate in Benghazi. You did nothing. Obama did nothing. However, your accomplishment was orchestrating a classified op known as Neptune Spear. Although various people will tell you that it went under many names. But the gist of that op was the death of Obama bin Laden, Osama bin Laden. And that Hillary, that's what happened. And that's the reason why you will never ever get elected as president. Patriots all around this great state, all around the states who support candidates like Donald Trump, Rand Paul, true patriots who want to see this country prosper, they will never elect a crooked Democrat again. Coming up, here is another, well, coming up is another bit of information that has irked me as a longtime WWE fan. You're listening to End of the Air Inverse. Well, welcome back. Part three of my investigative perspective brings us to Stanford, Connecticut. Home of Titan Towers, WWE. Over the span of two days, two days, something very, very fishy was going on. Granted, yes, I agree as a, as a, Fan, but that's not the point. April the 9th, this was one day last week, as a matter of fact. April the 9th, 
Linda McMahon's Super PAC recently donated close to $20 million in cash to help jumpstart the local economy in Florida. Also, Governor Ron DeSantis, last name spelled D-E-S-A-N-T-I-S. If you want to look up the article, I'm quoting to you. Governor Ron DeSantis declared that same day that WWE was an essential business. Now, for those of you that follow WWE, you're thinking, great. But here's what gets, what got me, and I'll tell you a little bit later. The day after, uh, days after the WWE was deemed an essential business, several news outlets called Ron DeSantis' office and, uh, for an interview. Or they might have teleconference. I'm not sure. But that interview, one of the reporters gave an, inter- an interesting question. Did he accept, did you accept the money because of the McMahon's relationship with Donald Trump. And he quote and he said, No, I did not accept the money because of their relationship with Donald Trump. We needed to restart our economy. And here's where it gets Interesting. You restart an economy by reopening certain areas. Besides, the the only thing that is keeping the WWE operating is that fans are buying merchandise online. But this is what I'm about to tell you. Days after the WWE was deemed an essential business. Several personalities were given their papers. They were fired. Most of those personalities include Hawkins, uh, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Rusev, Kurt Angle, 
Rowan, Eric Young, the Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, and Noe Jose. But also, several producers were cut. And those include Shane Helms, Billy, Ki Billy Kidman. Yes, I said Kurt Angle. Fifth Finley, Lance Storm, Sean Davari, and referee Mike Kyoto. Now, these personalities that you've seen referee in matches, they put their heart out in wherever they tour live with a company, whether it's my old hometown of Beaumont, whether it's um, excuse me, whether it's Houston, whether it's San Antonio at the Alamo Dome, anywhere. You see these personalities, and they put it out, and they and they leave it all out there for you, the fans. And one of those personalities that got cut was a wrestler who went by the character Rockstar Spud in Impact Wrestling. Drake Maverick. He was the he was a guy that was not used in the in the ring properly. Drake Maverick was used mainly as a manager. I mean, well, yes, he was used as a manager uh, for AOP, Akun and Reza, and uh, Rezar. And he was also um. Named the general manager of the Cruiserweights, which technically are now a part of NXT, even though they still operate their same brand, 205 Lab. Now, you see these performers week after week in the past, like, Mike and Maria Canellis. They put it out there for you, the fans. And now all of a sudden they they don't have no way of of an income. 
And if I were a WWE wrestler, I would basically plead with Vince to um, keep my job. And quite frankly, now that's that's not going to happen. But it's a it's a sad day for everybody in the wrestling community. And um, do I think that those guys? those guys and gals could return after they train their hearts out? Yeah. Only time will tell. Because as of right now, all the furloughed workers, which include Shane Helms, basically the producers, Um, they are set to return in July. Excuse me. Am I disrespecting Vince McMahon? No. But he needs to hear the fans because they will not get to see their favorite wrestler or wrestlers perform in front of a live crowd when they go back to letting people in their arenas. But another bit of interesting information is the fact that several sports heads, which include Vince McMahon, which include Roger Goodell, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, They are all heads of respective sports teams and sports organizations. They have been named a part of an economical task force that is tabbed mainly as consultants to starting up the economy again in sporting events. Could that be interesting or not? Stay tuned and I will tell you more. Coming up in the final minutes of the show, I will review... Well, actually, I will give you my perspective... On the rise of Skywalker. Listen to the end of the Aaron verse. If 
final minutes of the show. I failed to mention that there is one bit of NASCAR information that I want to pass on to you. A lot of you guys and gals who are race fans have the channel and have the Fox channel FS1. Excuse me. Well, since um, the race season is on hold, they have been going to um, this thing called iRacing. Now, what that is, is that fans and drivers are able to pick their own car and create their own car. Well, the fans are. The drivers, however, they um, use their car and they race a simulated version of the track that they actually run on, i.e. Pocono, Bristol, Talladega, Texas Motor Speedway, Homestead, Watkins Glen, Sears Point, all those. And I, I understand that this is a game, but here's where um, you, you guys should have mixed feelings about it. NASCAR driver Kyle Larson from Chip Ganassi Racing was recently terminated from his job over a racial slur. Do I applaud Chip Ganassi for doing what he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. But the fact of the matter is that you're playing against fans and other drivers and you're saying that. Um, all I can say is I hope Kyle Larson finds another team to finish out the iRacing season before they they decide to go live. Now my favorite part of the show where I give my perspective on a recent DVD. And that recent DVD is The Rise of Skywalker. Episode 9. Now, 
that thing, uh, that movie, it was very, very well done. And for a lot of fans who were wondering also how did how how did they get um, how did they get um, uh, Carrie Fisher um in the movie. Well, according to J.J. Abrams, who directed the film, he used footage from Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and I believe The Last Jedi, but I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, the story featured the return of Billy D. Williams as Lando, and Ian McDermott as Emperor Palpatine. The movie was a was mainly a was mainly about finding out who Ray uh, really is, and. As a fan, I respect these movies. I love how they went original. The 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 movies with a uh, young Billy D. Williams, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. And Peter Mayhew. Those films are in a, in a way, those films should be in the middle because technically, granted, most of the cast was not, I mean, most of the cast of the Or, uh, of the prequel films were of the prequel films were not around the films should have read prequel Four, five, and six, and then end with seven, eight, and nine. I.e., the Phantom Menace, the Clone Wars, Revenge of the Sith, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens. Um, 
The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. But per footage that was shown at the D23 convention in Anaheim, you can also include the se uh, the series that are um, in the works for Disney Plus. But one movie that um, you need to add in the mix as quote unquote the pause as it were of the Skywalker saga was Rogue One. It was about a a rebel who finds out about the plans to build the Death Star. Now, I believe that film was set to take place right before episode four or episode five. I, I can't remember. Please feel free to comment on my social media as to the order. But as far as The Rise of Skywalker goes, that movie was done phenomenally well. However, via a, via a video on YouTube, if you just one second. Via a video on YouTube, you um, you saw what was supposed to be the original ending written for the film, which included. Ben surviving the um, the attack from Palpatine, but the way it was written in the movie was Ben was the sacrifice. However, in future Star Wars films, you could see the return of Ben Solo, who could be cast in these films, is unknown. Speaking of speaking of Star Wars, have you heard about the latest on the Mandalorian? I said in a previous episode that actress Rosario Dawson 
has been cast as Ahsoka Tano from Star Wars Rebels. How she will appear in the show is unknown. You can see Giancarlo Esposito, Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, Gina Carano return, as well as the direction on episodes from Bryce Dallas Howard, who did a phenomenal job in season one, as well as Spy Kids Helmer, Robert Rodriguez, doing episode of season two. This fall, you can watch those all on Disney+. Plus. And you know, you guys, I, I will be consistent with these episodes. And I appreciate you guys so much from the bottom of my heart listening. If you would, leave a comment as to where you're listening to on my personal Facebook page. And I'll give you a shout out next episode. Thanks again, you guys.